1: Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Hard. Spec six lines wide open. 512-337-3776. I love this texter. Uh, they are annoyed. And uh, I, I understand. Understandably so. They're annoyed at the NFL's term legal tampering. Say, so Is it really called legal tampering? They need a dictionary if so. Then the text also sends in the definition tamper to touch or make changes to something that you should not usually without enough knowledge of how it works or when you are trying to damage it. Yes, yes, yes. NFL making a legal tampering period, which by the way, they did like a few years ago. So this is this is a relatively new uh, phenomenon for the NFL, their legal tampering period right before free agency. And I don't I don't know this for a fact. This is just my theory as to why the NFL decided to come up with legal tampering. I believe tampering in all sports now at every level potentially, especially at the college level now with the transfer of portal, is basically the most violated, most broken rule or most broken—I don't know, whatever code um, that bylaw that in 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 a league may have. Like it is, it's basically what speeding is. All of you out there listening right now, whether y'all want to admit it or not, y'all y'all have been speeding today. Y'all have broken the law. You've gone 5, 10, 15 miles over the speed limit. You ain't got to admit it, but we all know you've done it. Everybody listening to this show has broken that law. It is the most broken law on the books. No law is more violated than speeding because we all do it. All right. Everybody speeds. Everybody has uh, sped on a freeway on the road somewhere. Please just be safe. All right. Well, you're doing it. But my point is, everybody does it. And to the point now where, hell, there's even like a a, a, an unwritten agreement, a gentleman's agreement between us and the policemen now. Right. And the police men are women that, hey, as long as you don't go five miles over the speed limit, you're okay. Just speed. But only only keep within five miles over. You should be okay. You shouldn't get pulled over. I don't even know that's real. This is like a we just have had this belief, It's like folklore legend that we can speed five miles over the speed limit and no cop will pull us over. I'm sure a cop will text it and say that's not true, or that actually that is true, right? We will not pull you over if you're only five miles over the speed limit. My point is that tampering don't work that way all right tampering whether you're talking about trying to get guys or gals in the transfer portal in college sports you are talking about the nba players who vacation together and then decide hey we should play together all right let's make that happen hey have your agent call my agent all right cool let's make it happen what are you talking about that Oh, whether you're talking about in the NFL, where Sean McVay goes to Mexico. And oh, I ran into Matt Stafford in Mexico. Oh, this is crazy. Both of you well, we should enjoy some margaritas and talk about how we should uh, team up together. Whatever. You can't prove tampering. It's really tough to prove. And the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball probably too, they really don't have any motivation to try to prove tampering. The Dolphins got, they got caught tampering because they're stupid. Every other league, everybody else, everywhere is tampering. The coaches here on the 40 acres, hate to say it, they're tampering. They are. This is the way it is. They're all tampering. How you think Texas got this, this, this great basketball team together with all these transfers? Nah, we just, we, we waited, till the, the, waited for the proper protocols and everything to play out before we come to. No! oh, somebody's talking to somebody and it's six degrees of separation and this guy's uncle and the shady uncle and the high school basketball coach, they can reach out, but I can't because technically that's not tampering. It's happening everywhere, everywhere, in every sport. So the NFL decided, you know what, everybody's doing it. Why the hell are we trying to act like it's not happening? You know what we should do? We should make it a thing. We should make headlines. We should steal headlines from March Madness. How we do that? Call it legal tampering. What does it mean? Who cares? gets the people going. (laughs) Who knows what it means? Nobody knows what it means, but it gets the people going. That's all they care care about. They have not explained what legal tampering means. They don't care what it means. It's like uh, Icy Hot. (laughs) It's the same category with stuff like that. Bittersweet, awfully good, uh, deafening silence, love, hate, icy hot, idiot savant, living dead, uh, sound of silence, true fiction, whatever. It's oxymoronic. doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you start thinking about what the NFL is trying to accomplish, which is to get headlines, makes perfect sense. They want want the reports out there, but nothing can be done officially until March 15th. Then why have this period? Because the NFL needs – they want the headlines. They want the people talking about the NFL and talking about Aaron Rodgers and where he may go and talking about as the quarterback carousel turns. So they're smart enough to know – Headlines is what matters. That's why there's a legal tampering period. Every other league is tampering. They just don't throw it in your face that they actually are going to decriminalize it. <laughs> the NFL decriminalized tampering. That's all they've done. There you go. Uh, oh, real quick. We didn't get into this, but we talked about it last week that it was an inevitability that um, Chris Beard is going to be the new basketball coach for Ole Miss. Yep. Um so thank you, Texas, for my glad, I, glad he landed on his feet. I'm surprised it was this
0: fast, but you know what? Good for him. Hope he's, he does well. He's damn good I coach. hope we beat him every single time we play him in the SEC.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised because he's, <laughs> he's a damn good coach. I'm not surprised yeah? at all. No, you you know how the SEC is. If oh, you yeah. can coach ball, we'll, we'll pass your baggage. and Chris, whatever you got Chris, Go
0: Chris Beard and Lane Kiffin are going to have some crazy <laughs> exactly. YouTube videos, y'all.
1: <laughs> the SEC is the SEC, and Texas will have to play them. Uh, and what I'll say is, like I said, once it gets me back to this basketball team, they really have experienced everything from everywhere all at once. The uh, pun intended. But I mean, think about it. Start the season, open up the brand new mood. You're a top ten team. You got Coach Beard. You beat the Zags. Everything's all good. Then the the situation happens with Chris Beard, um, and you know, and then he gets charged. Then you got an interim coach. But you galvanize. Don't let that deter you. You keep your eyes on the prize. Damn near had a you know chance to win the regular season in Big Twelve. And by the way, in the midst of all that. Just so happens you're playing in the toughest basketball conference that we've seen in college basketball in the last 20 years. Yeah. That also happened, right, in the midst of all this uh, scandal and the crisis. But you keep your eyes on the prize. You have a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a lull, so you don't win the regular season Big 12. You finish number two. Charges are dropped, by the way, of your, from the coach who was fired, so the charges are dropped from him. That, by the way, is a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. You don't think so. It is. And then you end up having a lull. You fall to uh, – you lose the championship. To win the Big 12 Red Wilson title, but you get back on your feet. Um, this team ends up, you know, uh, pulling together, kind of an us against the world mentality. Uh, obviously, uh, they are galvanized and supporting their new coach, and they end up winning the, the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Roddy Terry wins Sporting News Coach of the Year. Now their ex-coach is already getting a new gig. And now they're embarking on going into the NCAA tournament. That's a lot
0: for one season. That is a heck of a That's lot. That's a and, lot. And if we're talking about tampering, <laughs> let you know, those guys have been getting phone calls all season. That is hey, true. Hey, you got another year of eligibility? Yeah. Hey, hey, your coach is gone? Forget this team. Forget them. Go ahead and come over. You can come over and play for us. So that has been happening all season as well.
1: That's true. Like, like, it's a lot. Yeah, This is a lot. It's a lot. And then we found out Coach Terry – dedicated this season to his dad who passed away yep. last year. And he's keeping that, obviously, to himself. But he's going through a lot, too. And I'm sure going through a lot with his friend, Chris Beard, also um, having to kind of, you know, resuscitate his career. It's just a lot for one season. And for that not to distract them or deter them from their goals. I think their goal was trying to win the regular season and win the Big 12 tournament. But I just think it's a, it's a great story. And it ain't over, by the way. No. So don't try I, to yeah, I mean, if
0: we would have said at the beginning of the season – you would have got second in the Big 12 regular season. You would have gotten, won the Big 12 championship and be a two-seed in the tournament. I think everyone would have been like, well, that's going to be a really good season. And that's with nothing else included into it. That's so just yeah. straight off from the You're beginning, right. you would have said, man, that's a really, really good season. So to achieve probably ahead of where you thought you probably could have been, because you would have said this team's probably a three or a four seed going into the season. And maybe if we play really, really well, we can get up to a two or a one. And honestly, they had a shot at a one. They had a shot at a one. And if a couple of other teams maybe in the tournament didn't play as well as they did in the tournament – Texas could
1: have got a one season. Or if they won the Big 12 regular season and the tournament. Oh,
0: yeah. if they won the Big 12 regular season they tournament, didn't they? Had, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, which they had a chance to do. Yeah. They literally, they, you know, two games they had, you know, kind of off performances and it cost them the regular season, Big 12 tournament. Then they then they end up blowing out Kansas. And it's hard. I can't even say it because we're not used to saying Kansas getting blown out. But they did. They blew them out twice in, in two consecutive weeks to end the season. Uh, In the regular season and to end the postseason or the Big 12 tournament postseason. And to me, that is a bit of a statement as well because we know, hey man, just like Oklahoma runs this conference when it comes to football, Kansas runs this conference when it comes to basketball. They have, they, and they, you know, now they, they do and they have always run this conference when it comes to basketball. But for Texas to have that type of statement to win, um, in the Big 12 tournament, after already beating them by double digits, you know they didn't want to get embarrassed out there again. And by the way, there essentially was a road game for Texas. It's a lot of Kansas, like with eighty percent Kansas fans in that. Yeah, you're stands. in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm so saying like it was like a road game. They, they don't have to travel really as much. Like man. they can. That's a drive. That was uh, That was, uh, I, I think they've done they've done uh have done really well this year handling adversity, and that's what the tournament's all about. Adversity. That's something this team is comfortable dealing with Uh, my man Chan says open tampering is deemed as networking in the corporate world yeah is it that? a great point that's 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 exactly what it is I love that Chad great point there I like that all right let's get to some NFL news notes and nuggets here let's talk about Jimmy G to the Raiders first because this affects the Texans and this is your team all right Patrick and you by the way brought this up last week And we were talking about the trade by the Carolina Panthers to move all the way up to get number one. There was a rumor or more report actually in Houston because Bobby Slow brought it up too. During his introductory press conference for the Texans, they asked him, was Jimmy G a part of your quarterback Plans or your future? He says, "Yes, we are considering Jimmy G, which means they were thinking about bringing in Jimmy G as a kind of a veteran presence. With either, I don't know, maybe they bring in a, a young quarterback via the draft, or maybe not. But that's not going to happen because Jimmy G looks like he is getting ready to sign with the old Raiders.
0: Yes, he is going to the Raiders. I for the Raiders, it you know, it's a three-year deal, so it's not a long-term deal. It's pretty cheap as well, of just over twenty million a year. Where in a world where." Daniel Jones is getting close to forty a year. That's a that's a pretty good deal to get a starting quarterback at that, which is going to let the Raiders make some other moves. I I think if you're the Raiders, you really really need need to uh, draft a quarterback or sign another quarterback. Jimmy G has had issues staying on the field. Uh, your O line is not exactly. Is Jared Stidham still not Jared. no. I believe Jared Stidham has already uh, agreed to terms with the Broncos.
1: Oh wow! Those so pass. I believe he
0: is he's headed out already. Okay. So uh, but. Man. A lot of quarterbacks moving quarterbacks fast. Are moving, yeah. They realize it's like, hey man, we're very we're valued right now, but we need to go get our money now instead of waiting, or else we could end up on the back
1: of the line. I bet Cooper. I wonder if Cooper Rush because he free agent for the Cowboys. Cooper Rush, is. I believe so. Yes, I wonder if Cowboys will move fast on that. Uh, but you did you brought it up that Jimmy G <clears throat> might be the perfect. Uh, spot landing spot for the uh, Raiders or it might be the corporate quarterback it might end up landing with the Raiders I should say uh, that's exactly what's happening so if you're the Texans and you were thinking about Jimmy G which they obviously was that's not going to be the case we'll see if the Texans because they they brought in a uh, Case Keenum you said Case right? Keenum is there so which may- I, I think Case Keenum
0: is a great signing for them to get a veteran in there to assuming now you're going to have to go quarterback in the draft
1: even if you didn't get a quarterback in the first round and they went defense, you still need to drop a quarterback somewhere in the draft.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Case Keenan could be a great mentor for you and backup quarterback. So I, I like that signing a lot for the Texans just as a smart to get a guy in there who's a good player. He's got ties because he originally started with the Texans. Uh, yeah, I, I like the, what they did. But, yeah, I think they were probably in the Jimmy G hunt, but it seems as if the Raiders you know, had the inside edge on that one from the beginning uh, where he knew he was going to be the starter they may still take a guy, like if Will Levis falls to them, they may still take a guy like that. If Anthony Richardson does, they'll probably definitely take that. Uh, but if you can get – if they can get one of those guys that's more of a project, then I think they could do that because it's only a three-year deal for Jimmy G as well. So you could say, hey, this could be a one- or two-year deal behind us. I've heard some people saying that the Raiders should trade for, try and trade for Matt Corral as well mm-hmm. – uh, that's a guy that mm, in Carolina, if they are if they now have the number one pick and they are moving on in quarterback that Matt Corral to recoup a draft pick that may be on the move somewhere, that's another guy you could possibly take a chance on if you don't get a quarterback in this draft.
1: No, that's a good point though, <clears throat> um, about Matt Corral, because a lot of teams might have had him high on their board.
0: Yeah, and, and if you if you're not gonna get one this year, <laughs> you can say, All right, well, this is a guy that now, you know, he's he's basically missed a whole season due to injury, but we can get him for lower value because they, they just want to recoup a draft pick if he's never going to play for them.
1: Uh, speaking of the quarterback carousel, as it continues, uh, NFL media reports that Buccaneers are expected to target Baker Mayfield. Baker, Baker, Moneymaker uh, is going to be a top target for them. Remember, this is a perfect spot for Baker Mayfield. I mean, Kyle Trask would be the competition. Now, I'm not saying he's going to beat out Kyle Trask at all, but... It's an it's it's a possibility. Like usually he'd come into a spot where oh no you're obviously the backup you're the number two you got no shot even if this guy plays badly you still won't get in he's a franchise quarterback Caltrate ain't no franchise quarterback Caltrate is a stopgap quarterback for now
0: yeah so well, and I mean a good
1: spot for me well, that and ends up
0: being the place. you got Mike Evans and Godwin and like you, you got wide receivers yeah, there that's true so there is and it's built for a quarterback like that team was is not a team that wasn't built for Tom Brady. So if you want to walk into a team that was built for somebody like that, now it's fallen apart a little bit. It's gotten a little bit older. But there's still a lot of pieces are there that that would be a great – if you're Baker Mayfield, you probably couldn't hope for much better at this point in your career.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that's a perfect spot. If he ends up there, that's just a speculation right now is that he may end up there. Uh, earlier in the show, we did play some sound, some audio – of the president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers, Mark Murphy, being asked at a local event uh, there in Wisconsin about the future of Aaron Rodgers. And the truth is, I mean, he said basically they're working with Aaron Rodgers as much as they can. Um, to try to make the trade happen. He said, quote, I mean, unless if things don't work out the way we would want them, yeah. Um, but he said he's obviously a great player, four time MVP, but I think it's trying to find what he wants and what we want, and hopefully we can find a win win situation. He said we gave them permission to talk to Aaron Rodgers, but I really can't get into the details. We're really hopeful that we can reach a solution, uh, sorry, a resolution that works not only for Aaron, but for us.
0: It sounds like they're ready for this thing to happen. It does. All right, now, if in your head, what is compensation like, roughly looking like oh, in this trade? I know is cause... this a first rounder, two first rounders? What point? Because two first rounders is around what we're used to for a quarterback of
1: this caliber. Yeah, they're going to be looking at that Russell Wilson deal, unfortunately, and that they're going to be using. I mean, because if you think about it, that's one of the deals that will at least give you a template. Th- that's they're what I'm about saying. A Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, but then you got a he's an MVP. I think his salary, though, with 50 million yeah. or whatever, I think that may cause the uh, the team to jest that trade for him. Maybe they say, hey, man, we got to offset this salary somehow. So you got to, you know, give us a break on the draft capital, right? Because we're going to pay 50 million to the salary. Otherwise, we'd have. Oh, like, uh, Or would you like to pay some of this salary? Maybe they do it that way. Yeah. Like you pay 40% of the salary and then we'll pay the other 60% and that's how they do it. But I, I could see them. Using the Russell Wilson trade, it's just kind of a template because, I mean, like I said, that's the last Super Bowl winning quarterback, franchise quarterback in that conversation that was traded. Um, you could say Matt Stafford if you want to. I mean, but that's also, what was Matt Stafford traded for? Two firsts. Two firsts? That's what I'm that saying. Like, yeah. It's going to be two firsts. And, and Matt as, Stafford had
0: a contract as well.
1: And he didn't have, by the way, he didn't have, he was an MVP and he hadn't won a Super Bowl. So it's going to be two firsts. That's and, what you and, figure. And, and that's what's crazy is you're and, saying two first, and
0: I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers playing for the Jets in three seasons.
1: Yeah, but in every offseason he'll play hard to get again. That's, yeah. That's gonna, yeah. He's going to play hard to get again, guaranteed. <laughs> that's just the way it is with him every offseason. So, yeah, not really sure if, you know, when this is going to happen. I think Trey Wingo said it's done. Trey Wingo leaked it. He uh, says it done. That was hours ago. That but... was, and every single
0: other source has said that he jumped the gun and it is not a done deal.
1: That not been confirmed.
0: So uh, we. it was also hilarious because you could see all of the uh, Jets players were starting to get excited about it. Yeah. All the guys were tweeting out positive things and, and all the shows are going, uh, guys, guys, you might want to wait back on that one because this is not like <laughs> – all the other sources are saying this is not confirmed at all.
1: I know, but we but Trey Wingo is pretty he's pretty reliable. He I, I does, think he's he on jump it. Jump the gun very often. No, like that.
0: I think he understood that it was happening and thought he would be the first one to get it out there, nah, and then it true. would happen in the next five or ten minutes. And it, it now it's been crickets for like three, four hours. I, hey, man, this may be the Tom Brady thing with Schefter, where Aaron uh, Rodgers goes, "Oh, Wingo,
1: you tried to leak this? Cool, great point." That I'm going to make happen. you wait. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. You're right about that. Uh, okay, another story here, NFL related story. Um, I want to get into. The, uh, we won't talk a lot about this, but I did see that Bobby Belt, who does a great job uh, with 105 through the Fan, he claims the Cowboys are really interested in Rojo, and that. Remember, we said the Cowboys should be thinking about drafting Rojo, uh, Roshon Johnson as one of the running backs. He said the guy, quote, the guy they're interested in at Texas is Bijan's backup, Roshon Johnson. And Roshon Johnson is their prototype back, big, tough, physical runner, complete back. He came in at six foot, 220 pounds at the combine, averaged five and a half yards per carry at Texas while splitting time with Bijan. That's a guy I think really, really like. They really, really like if you're looking for who the Cowboys could potentially take in the third round as a value person to pair with Tony Pollard. Uh, Kendra Miller from TCU and Roshon Johnson from Texas are the two names to be aware of. He also says they're not gonna. He said they probably wouldn't pass on Bijan Robinson, but nobody expects Bijan to be there for the Cowboys at twenty six.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if he falls to twenty six, that's a need for you. It's easy. That's an easy decision there, but yeah, he would have to fall. I I wonder how close he would have to get to twenty six before they made a move.
1: Oh, try to go up. Like if he's like, like the CD Lamb at four picks, or like yeah. CD
0: Lamb when they moved up a couple picks ago, because they know, hey, everybody knows if he falls to us, he's going. So if anybody else wants him, they're gonna try to trade up right in front of us. And the
1: Buffalo Bills are right behind you.
0: Yes, so someone's going to mm-hmm. try and jump us if we do. Yeah. So why don't we try and jump everybody and go get them? It's a possibility they've done it in the past to try and get up and go up a few picks and get their guy. I wonder what spot that would be. I'm, I would guess it would be around past, twenty
1: twenty one. Yeah. I was like, if he falls past twenty, you got to start. You got to start working. Yeah. If he that goes would be my guess. 20, is they would try working. and
0: move up a few spots yeah. and go get him there.
1: That's a good point, yeah. If he falls that far, man, you got it. That's just too good a value to get the best running back in the draft when you actually need a running back. Uh, Okay, so real quick, this Lamar Jackson story, it's got a lot of layers. Jeremy Fowler's reporting that he doesn't expect Lamar Jackson to sign the non exclusive franchise tag, and he also does not expect any team he expects uh, he, he doesn't expect any team to make an offer for Lamar Jackson. Uh, as my man Patrick mentioned, that's a lot to that logistically, a lot of things. Uh, so as it as with this current market, with the non-exclusive franchise tag um, now uh, applied to Lamar Jackson, Jeremy Fowler saying there's no market for that. Or people were saying earlier there's a market for Lamar Jackson. I agree. If he's an undrafted, sorry, if he's an unrestricted free agent, there's a market. He's not that. All right. He will have. There will be baggage attached to him, not only the fully guaranteed deal, but also the draft capital that must be given up with this non-exclusive franchise tag. Um, but also, you have to negotiate with Lamar Jackson to that fully guaranteed deal, whatever it may be. Um, he he has not responded. We have not heard anything from Lamar Jackson um, personally. He's just re- been responding on social media. Uh, there was a tweet. Basically, he's been tweeting a lot. That's why he needs an agent. Because that's how he speaks to the world. Like He can only get his message out there via social media. He had an agent. His agent be going on. he be talking to Stephen A. Smith. He'd be talking to all these people. And then his message would be out there. So it's not really getting out there. Um, but there was a tweet that said uh, that, Desha- sorry, that Lamar Jackson was one of only five quarterbacks with a 96-plus passer rating and 100-plus passing touchdowns in his first 61 starts. Uh, the other quarterbacks were Patrick Mahomes, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson. His uh response to the tweet was good company, huh? Uh yeah, he is in good company. <laughs> I mean, he is, like I said, I can't believe that nobody's even gonna make an offer for Deshaun uh sorry, for Deshaun, uh for Lamar Jackson because he probably wants the Deshaun Watson like deal, the fully guaranteed deal. I don't think he's gonna get it. And I think I think he'd be he's so upset with the Ravens for putting him in this predicament. That I I bet you probably could get him with another offer close to what he wants, just not a fully guaranteed deal, because he's not going to get that.
0: Yeah, and, and th- then the question goes into: Would the Ravens match that?
1: Yes, they will.
0: And yeah. so if it's not fully guaranteed, the Ravens probably match it, which means you don't get your guy anyway. And you you it. I think they're in a bad position where if you're a team. I could get that you can say there's no market right now for anybody to sign him on the mar, on the franchise tag. If you're not then trying to, on the back end, talk to him because you're allowed to in this period and say, Hey, is there a way that we can make this a trade and we can get rid of all this red tape that's all around it? And we sign you and you sign the, the, the tag so you can be traded. You trade to us. We immediately sign you this new deal. We do all of this. That's the conversation I would be having with Lamar Jackson right now while I could be talking to him if I was interested in him. Go look, I can't afford to tie up my franchise for 5 days to wait on this. I can't afford to do all this like I have to know this to do. However, if we can go back and make all this work, I'm in the I'm interested. And I think right now what you're seeing is because he's 26 years old and because they don't want to give the fully guaranteed is they prefer he'd go back to the Ravens, sign the franchise tag, play one more season, and at twenty seven come out as an unrestricted free agent, and then the market would be insane for him.
1: I think you make a lot of great points, and you know what would help expedite those ideas—an agent. I agree. <laughs> I think we're all on that bandwagon, Rob. <laughs> like, like you know, you're right. You should be trying to work out a trade rather than trying to you know obviously get a deal in with the circumstances applied by the non-exclusive franchise tag because you're right, a signing trade seems like it'd be way better. He's like, yeah. They're just sign it, man, and we'll give you a deal. Even if it's not a fully guaranteed deal, can you give him more guaranteed money than than Kyler Murray? You know what I mean? Like I think Kyler yeah. Murray's got the second most guaranteed money. But, uh, we can on negotiate his deal a deal behind in good, like Watson. We whatever. can
0: negotiate a deal in good faith and which we do not feel the Ravens are doing. They are not. And we can negotiate a deal in good faith with you. And, and give you what you want, but we will and we'll give up two first for you, but the whole thing is we just can't have this five day period where the ravens are screwing you around and screwing us around, and then they match us, and then our our season's blown up
1: We yeah, just can't have that. The Ravens, no matter what though. They're going to go back and forth with you on the matching unless you make an offer that is like right underneath a guaranteed offer. It's got to yeah, be, you exactly. know what I mean, like it's got to be right below a yeah. guaranteed offer. And then the Ravens, I think, will go, all right, we're not doing that. We're not matching. Yeah. That. So that's why it's got to be. Otherwise, you're right. There's going to match. But they're it also going to hold it
0: for five days, no matter what.
1: Yes. That's true.
0: They're not going to tell you if you do it Wednesday at noon, they're not going to tell you at 12.05, oh, no, you can have them.
1: They're going to tell you, uh, we'll get back to you in, uh, in five days. Man, and and to think Lamar Jackson is threatening not playing at all, potentially, yeah. like just blowing the whole. That everybody loses, fans lose, yeah. organization lose. he loses if he decides not That's to what play. What happens
0: when you have negotiations in bad faith?
1: Yeah, it's, to me this is this is this is more on the Ravens. So the Ravens should have got this done earlier. Yes, should, you should have got this done right after he made his first playoff. I mean, run. and if you're a Ravens fan, maybe yeah.
0: you can notice when they just also cut Calais Campbell today that there is not the loyalty of this franchise. Ed Reed had to get rid of. They got rid of him at the end, and that is normal in NFL yeah, franchise. That's, like that's not. It, they're not unique in that, but let's not point them as the good guys because Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal.
1: Agreed. Yeah, yeah, that and that, that's a great point, too. The court of public opinion, they're definitely winning uh, in the court of public opinion right now. All right, uh, we come back. We'll throw in uh, some more Texas basketball conversation. Uh, Texas basketball, big win over Kansas to solidify the Big 12 tournament championship for themselves and a two-seed. We'll talk about their opponent, Colgate, a little bit and also uh, get into some of the other sports headlines from around the sports world. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, All don't lie right here on 104. and I'm the Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday. My man Patrick playing jams uh, intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans out there. Um, but Longhorn basketball fans, uh, nothing tortured about their souls. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> Longhorn basketball fans feeling uh, jubilant, if you will. They are uh, overly excited about this Texas basketball team beating Kansas in the Big 12 tournament and taking home <clears throat> their second Big 12 conference champion. Big 12 conference. Tournament championship, I should say. Um, and I saw this little stat out there, Christian Corona, I'll give him credit because it's a great stat. It's about how uh rare it is to see Texas, you know, beat Kansas the way they did. So the teams who have beaten Kansas by 16 plus points twice in the same season in the last hundred years. Texas did it this year, Oklahoma in eighty-nine ninety, and Kansas State in sixty-one sixty-two. That's it. That's NDO list. That's it's a good company. They're five and two. Uh, if you go look at Texas versus Kansas, they've had a lot of success versus Kansas in the last three years. Uh, they got three wins over, over by uh, over Kansas by sixteen plus points in the last three years, including the worst home loss in the Bill Self era. I, just, I mean, it it really it, it you don't really think about how an uh, important and really how monumental a win over Kansas like that could be until you you know kind of stack it up against some of the the other disappointing all-time losses for Kansas. I mean Texas has recently handed KU two of their worst losses arguably they've had since they've you know been in the Big Twelve only because of the timing of it because they're the only third team since 2010 Um, to beat Kansas uh, basically by 20-plus points in March. That doesn't happen. And the first team since KU joined the Big 12 to defeat Kansas by 15-plus points in consecutive weeks. You just don't beat Kansas like that. You just don't do it. So confidence-wise, I mean, this has got to be the most confident Texas has felt all year long. They gotta be feeling yeah. extremely confident about being able to beat one of the best teams in the country, which means you can play and beat any other team in the well, country.
0: And I mean, if you talk about playing TCU, who is a team that's gotten the better of you, and a team that really was just a really bad matchup for Texas, and being able to win that game and play that game well, I think gives you even more confidence because you can say TCU is a really good team and they and they mm-hmm. were and we were able to handle them. And it wasn't a double-digit win, but it was still a, a win that you, you knew you had going down the stretch. So I, I think both of those wins give you a lot of faith going forward. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun as we watch more film on Colgate. We'll, we'll get a better picture of how this matchup will line up uh, for Texas and what they need to do uh, later in the week. But you have to feel good if you're Texas right
1: now. You have to feel good if you're a Texas fan. Uh, and the mid-rest region is where they are right now. I'm just talking about the seedings. Uh, you, I mean, it it seems like it's favorable. You watch a lot more college yeah. basketball than I do, Patrick. Uh, but they do have to play A&M or Penn State in the second round. A lot of people hoping, including the networks, that, that's A&M, who a lot of people believed it uh, believe were... Shafted a bit in the seeding; they probably should have been a higher seed. They're seven seed, Penn State a ten seed, but even in that region, U of H is the top seed in that region. And U of H got a serious injury now, dealing with that sasser injury. They
0: they have an injury. They have a couple injuries actually, and then they are also a team that we know they're very good. I I don't I don't want to cast illusions that you that they're not very good. Their biggest win was against Virginia, who we're much better than like Texas is a better team than Virginia. Virginia is one of the better teams in a bad conference in the ACC this season. Mm-hmm. But they they were getting beat by teams that didn't even make the tournament.
1: Yeah, the ACC was worth this year. So the <laughs> ACC is just on a down year <laughs> yeah, right now. Weird issue,
0: yeah. Uh, but so you can say Houston just hasn't played that level of competition. Uh Indiana is also a good team in that bracket, but Indiana has to beat Houston or Houston has to beat Indiana before we will play them uh, in the Elite 8 anyway. So I Really, I think it's a pretty good draw for Texas. The only thing that you look at and say, well, if you're playing the best seven seed by a long margin in Texas A&M, uh, that's somewhat unfortunate that you're playing a really hot Texas A&M team right there. But out of that, I, I, I'm not complaining about it. I think... It looks as if Texas, that Houston would have been the fourth one seed and Texas would have been the first five, uh, two seed I like is what that. it looks like yeah. if you look at the bracket. So I think they got somewhat favorable seeding in there.
1: Yeah, I feel like that too. Obviously, Lohan fans, a little cocky right now, and I get that. And I'm in that and camp as well. Uh, especially now looking at the just the the surface uh, uh, kind of breakdown of Colgate, they are A really good three-point shooting team, 40.8% three-point percentage as a team. Uh, That's the best in the country, that uh, field goal three-point percentage. They also are number two in field goal percentage, and I think they're number one in effective field goal percentage too. So they knock down shots, but in terms of talent level that they've had to play, I think they've played two Power Five opponents. Uh, They played Syracuse and they played Auburn. I believe it was. Those are their two Power Five opponents they played. So they haven't had a you know a, a real daunting schedule, but they have taken care of business. And I will say they're twenty and one in their last twenty one games. Yeah, I so mean like one game in their last twenty games. Yeah, they win the Patriot
0: games. League. Uh, not a huge, I mean not a powerhouse league. Uh, but it, I'll have to watch more game film before I know kind of what matchup problems they're going to be. I don't think they have a dominating big, which is something you always worry about. And the question is going to be, can they shoot lights out enough? But I don't think they shoot enough threes to make that the major threat.
1: No, they don't. They only make like nine. they, they They're so good at it. They only make like a little less than nine per game.
0: Yeah, so we'll just have to opt to look more into that. And and I, it, in this kind of matchup, it comes down to Texas being focused, Texas being ready. Uh, Brock Cunningham had a good uh, message after the game. Where he's like, we celebrate, but he's like, I won the Big 12 championship a few years ago, and we lost that first game. Oh, so ugh. he goes, he goes, like, oh, I know. He, hey, but Brock, Brock Cunningham being on the team's like, I, I know this. I'm gonna enjoy this while I do, but man, believe me, I ain't having that. I'm not doing it twice.
1: What was that? Was the SFA? What was that? No, was that was Abilene Christian. Right? Abilene Christian's what it was. Oh, I it was like some purple school. Yeah, wasn't that purple or that I think something? so. Oh. That hurt. That one did hurt. Yeah, that one was. I guess after winning the Big Twelve tournament time, that one hurt. that yeah. did. That was very disappointing. Um, and I believe one of the issues was they they had uh, they had basically killed Texas on the boards.
0: Yeah, which is still a, Texas, still a Texas, Texas issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you're gonna have to go in there and uh, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll look more this week. I, I I saw there was some I saw there some games I could watch, so I'll watch some more Colgate through this week and let you guys know what more. I see of where the problems could lie. But again, you're the better team. You're the more talented team. You're the more athletic team. You need to go out and and just win this game. And no slow start. No, play like you did in the tournament. You can do that. If you play like you did in the Big 12 tournament, then you should be fine. You can move ahead, and then we'll watch... We'll watch AM and Penn State and see who we're going to be playing next.
1: They got one power five win. That's versus Syracuse. And they are four and seven versus the top three quad teams. 21 and one versus quad four teams. And they are 20 and one in the last 21 games. And that one loss was by one point, I believe. So, all right. We'll talk some more about Colgate as we get to know Colgate. When we come back, we'll wrap it up, put it in the oven, and let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Line 104 the horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I.
0: Have some of your tasty beverage to wash this,
1: Oh, yeah. You know, I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir.
0: I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap.
1: How about a nice cool drink?
0: That's oh, really good. That's good. That is... Good.
1: Up top again all right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. And you can catch up with them on the podcast page. What you got going on today, Patrick? Soccer Matters at 7 and then instant serious at 8. That's right. Oh, man, that's going to be great. Hey, maybe Aaron
0: Rodgers will get a trade before then.
1: Who knows? <laughs> hey, man, you might have some breaking news, man. The legal tampering <laughs> period is wild in the NFL. Uh, tonight, I'm going to go home. I'm going to try to go watch the rest of the Oscar nominated films. I need to see The well, and I need to finish watching Banshees of Inisherin. Sheeran. So I will try to do that. Give y'all some more Blackbuster reviews tomorrow. Oh, I want to thank my man Pat for doing a great job. Thank all you guys out there for listening and your participation. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. we are talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but please take care of each other. Peace!